0: And capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Welcome, it is uh, going to be another curse-free, or curse-full episode of the Clary Podcast. I got to get back on schedule. Um, it was going to be, Monday, Tuesday podcast was going to be curse-full, and then Friday, Saturday, Thursday, whenever I got around to it, it would be, you know, because it's closer to Sunday, closer to the Sabbath. That would be the curse free. And then, um, then I went places. And I saw Don Rickles. And I got in planes. And I went other places. And then I got on my motors. I should do a video. Not a video. There should be a movie. Not necessarily about me, but it would be called Planes, Trains, and Motorcycles. So no one really takes the train anymore. And then, uh, and then what happens is you get sick. You get sick. I, uh, I have a cold. It's, um, I thought it was going to be a good cold. Like it was going to be uh, one of those colds like, yeah, yeah, I feel fine. I did. I felt fine. I didn't feel tired. Um, but the great thing about colds, when I get a cold, it's great because that's the only time I will actually forgive myself for not hitting the gym or pushing myself. And um, and I haven't. I haven't hit the gym in about five days because the, uh, the flu or whatever the hell I got is um, that persistent. But now I'm kind of like, well, gee whiz, when am I? I got to get to the gym one of these days. So I've been, I've been finishing my shed. The shed is almost done. The shed is almost done. I could do that. I could do carpentry. And um, that is, we put in the, I put in the insulation. I put, I didn't use sheetrock. I used plywood because it's going to be, it's going to be a shed. It's rough and tumble. I mean, there's going to be equipment and gear in there. And then I've been putting up the insulation, well, not insulation, the soundproofing with towels. And I think I've bought out, I actually, I don't think I have, I actually have. It shows you how efficient economics is. You would think in a population of 3 million people, or 2.5, whatever the Twin Cities is, that there would be, you know, there'd be, what, several thousand towels worth of inventory? And maybe there is, I haven't added it all up or anything like that. But certainly on the North Metro, I even made it down in the St. Louis Park, uh, Atham looked that up, I've been going to all the goodwill to buy all these used towels because they make better soundproofing than even the $50 per square foot so I have dropped about $300 worth of money on used towels at Goodwill and um, you think well that's pretty expensive no it's dirt cheap compared to to the soundproofing which is $50 a square foot so and in this these towels work better but you got to kind of put it up there and all that and I don't know why. I learned a lesson. It is, it is testament to how efficient the economy is. I don't know why I didn't follow my own advice. But the guy, Mr. Perfect, remember from last week, Mr. Perfect, British accent guy with the blue eyes and the dimples because he's all Mr. Perfect. He says, you know, to save money, go to whatever their version of Goodwill is over in the United Kingdom. So I went to Goodwill. I bought all this. And they're like a buck ninety $2. Then there's like $3 or $4. I was like, I am not paying $4 for a used towel. At Goodwill, I even drew the line there. I don't care if it saves me time; and I, I'll go make another trip. This, I'm, that, that's principle. That's why I'm like, no, that's usurious. I'm not gonna pay four dollars for somebody's towel where they wipe their ass with it. All right. So I, uh, I, I, I cleaned out all the Goodwills within my area, and then I, just the back of my mind, says, oh shit, Clary, you know what happened? Because I got I to go to this, gotta go to this Goodwill, then I gotta go to that Goodwill. And there's like there none of them are really close to the WBL. And then I'm gonna like, dang it, this is gonna be my third trip. I gotta make a third trip to a goodwill. I'm like, don't tell me Walmart has them for cheaper. Because I remember a decade ago, I even wrote about this. Uh Walmart in many things is cheaper than Goodwill. That's how efficient the free market economy capitalism is. They you they are so good now with just in time inventory delivery and all that other stuff. Uh Things like, what did I buy? It was picture frames were cheap, new, cheaper new than used at Goodwill. So the clothing was even cheaper. So I went online. Sure enough, $2.50 for a, a Walmart towel. Just your standard crappy Walmart towel. I'm like, God damn it. I could have just gone to Walmart in one shot, one trip, paid roughly the same per towel, and saved all my time and gas. That's what it was. I could have saved a ton of time and gas. And I was still shy I only had, I was short about a third. I went to three different Goodwills. I bought them all out of their towels. There's the towel ban. If you're like, "Where's the towels? What is a towel?" I can see the Star Tribune with its baby boomer editorial board. They're so bored. If it if it isn't blame Whitey for what's happening in North Minneapolis. And oh my god, let's suck Betsy Hodges who is the mayor of Minneapolis's dick. Uh, it's it's crappy uh, 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 slow newsday pieces like the towel supply in Minnesota mysteriously has been purchased. Who is who is hoarding? Is someone trying to corner the towel market? So I wiped out, what, three of the five goodwills in the Twin Cities of their towels. The girlfriend raided another one, so it's down there. There's one last good I think it's over. It's too far south. I'm not going to go that far south to get it. So now I go to the Walmart, thinking like, okay, this is where I should have started. Walmart's got to have enough towels. You know what? They barely had enough. That's how efficient they are with just-in-time inventory management. Like, they know there's a certain amount of people that are going to buy towels. And I thought I would have had an entire row of towels. They had luxury towels and nicer towels and kitchen towels and, and bath towels and, 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 and beach towels. I just wanted the standard increment of bath towel. And I found them there for $2.70. And I just loaded up. Just wiped them all out. Wiped them all out. Because I didn't want to make another trip. It's not worth making another trip. So now my expenses is up to $400 for towel proofing. And I'm almost going to be done with that shed, that, that damn shed. You always think some these projects are going to take X amount of time. They don't. They take three to four times the length. The staple gun I have, the staples aren't strong enough to go through for And I have to, like, organize the towels. Like, okay, this can't be too plush a towel because then the, the staple won't make it hard. So I need shitty used towels. It's that minor petty little stuff that happens. So that's gonna be done. It did the voting, but then I'm sick, and so now I, I can't I can do some carpentry. I just don't feel like going to the gym. I just don't feel like it. Well, by the way, you may have noticed the audio is a little bit better. Uh, and the reason for that is uh I was wondering because I, I spent good money on this Yeti mic. Hang on. I think the Oh yeah no, that's not it. Give me a second. Let's take a look at the game. Oh yeah, it's a little much down there. Hopefully that's a little better. Um well, it's even worse. Hang on. No, we don't want the game there. I had it right where I wanted. So, so this was a really great microphone. I could sit back and t- and all of a sudden like a year goes by and I started to notice my audio just went Wait, if you've had to turn up the audio on the Clary Podcast, that's why. Because for whatever reason, some freaking nerd in Silicon Valley decided we're going to, for the installation software for the firmware, we're just going to have it shit out in a year. So everything was great. This is the greatest mic in the ev. And then I'm like looking. I thought like, well, maybe I'm not close enough to the mic. I don't have the. I tried every permutation. And I looked up like this is weird. This thing worked like a gem before. Go online. Oh yeah, sure enough, got to reinstall the drivers. I I don't look guys. I don't, I don't, we don't care what your excuses are. Well, I understand software gets complicated, but, but do you not forecast these things? Do you not like kind of, I hate to use it, but could you do a SWOT analysis? Could you do a full environmental analysis? Like, Hey, is this going to interrupt or interact badly with different software? And if there's an update, is uh, this thing going to shit the bed? I, I know, I know. It's probably impossible but it's petty little shit like that. You want to talk about what the burr of my saddle is? You want to talk about what the what the rumble strips are in my bike ride? It's this petty little shit that I got to spend five to fifteen minutes troubleshooting because some nerd over in Silicon Valley thought it'd be funny to program an extra doodad into shit. It's it's crap that people didn't build right. There. Like my electrical problems. I got I, I have electrical problems. I'm now going through my third electrician. I like to say I went through two electricians before this, but one never showed up. And the first one showed up and says, yeah, okay, you know, call us if there's any problems. We'll be back later. I'm like, hey, yeah, there's problems. And you never hear back from them. And it's that stuff where it's like, I should be able to, like, in the 40s and the 50s. I could be wrong. If we got any old listeners, I think we do. We got a couple guys in their 80s. Can you please send me an email and tell me if it was is this much of a shit show as it was back in the 40s and 50s. Because there's two things I think about the 40s and 50s. One, they built things to last. Like, it wasn't all plastic, it wasn't all crap, it wasn't all garbage. Like, oh, we better wire this, this might fall apart. And yeah, maybe the cars weighed a little bit more, but they lasted longer. And then two, did people just not have the shit together back then more than they do today? They, they had to be higher quality caliber of people back in the 40s and 50s. They just had to be. Our economic growth was too high. Crime was too low. People had the good sense that when they went out in public, they dressed fashionably. And it's just this petty... I mean, I even want to say... I, like, I don't remember this happening even in the, the late 80s and the early 90s when I had to start like getting shit fixed myself. The reliability of humans has gone to pot. Heck, I even did a video on, uh, on my frustrations with, uh, with uh, contractors and tradesmen. Boys, girls, listen to me. I'm not joking. Getting your certification to become an electrician, a plumber, whatever. Okay, that's going to help. But you want to make big coin? You want to make big bucks? Just show the fuck up on time and do your goddamn job. Finish the project. Eli the computer guy. Under promise, over deliver. But I would like to add to that, show the fuck up on time. Do your fucking job. Don't be drunk, and you will blow all these baby boomer fucktards out of the water who claim to be electricians or tradesmen. I, I half the time, I mean, honestly, I've I've like, well, I got I got a uh, my certification, I got my journeyman's license and everything. It's like, okay, then why the fuck did I figure out this problem on YouTube way before you could figure it out? Mechanics, that's the other thing. I thought mechanics used to be god. Like, oh my god, they can do that. They can fix that car. I don't know. Now I go on, they like, did you, what, you did what? (laughs) How'd you fix this? Even I know that to fix it this way. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I gotta wait for that. I I wanna get this all done before winter. I want the house and everything winterized so that I can basically leave so I can abandon my girlfriend come winter time. I can escape. I'll be in Phoenix and Las Vegas, by the way. I estimate I'm gonna get there early January, stay till the end of February. Um so if you guys are out there, lord knows if it gets that cold cuz I'm leaving I'm, I'm I'm taking my vehicle I'm not, I'm not going to fly. That worked out uh the storms brewed perfectly last year where I flew to Florida, bought a motorcycle in Florida, drove it after many other side trips to Vegas, left it in Vegas, flew out, flew back and then drove it back in spring. That worked out great. I but I can't go and buy a vehicle every time I go out on on my escape from Minnesota hell. Um annually so i think i'll take the truck out i had to change the oil in the truck truck oil six quarts truck engines much bigger take a lot more oil have you seen the prices of motor oil for a quarter oil six bucks six bucks for the good stuff five for the cheap and i thought was well oh, maybe this is just the gas station i'm going nope next gas gas station next over i'm like okay i'm gonna have to go to walmart which i don't want to drive to and i said you know what Time to pull an old trick from the Claremeister's book. Time to pull an old trick. So well, now what I'm doing, beforehand it didn't pay. Especially like, what was it, five, six years ago? Oil changes. You could find an oil change for 15 bucks for a car. You could. It, it existed. I don't know if it was the recession or people were just like going without oil changes. And Jiffy Loops like, oh my God, we'll lower it. Please come back. Now that that, I don't know, the economy's slowly gotten back to normal. Or at least it's stabilized. People are changing oil. They're like, fuck you bastards. Jacking up the price. Forty-five dollars just for a regular car change. You know what? I'm not doing the early bird special. I'm not getting in before the rest of the fucking sheeple. It's worth to me thirty bucks every day to sleep in. And Aaron, you said, "Hey, Aaron, you can no longer sleep in unless you pay us thirty bucks every day." I pay you thirty bucks every day, which I'm saving, not drinking, by the way. Ninety days. Ninety days. Yesterday, two days ago, somewhere around that. Aiming for a hundred. Burn, Matt. Let's get in on this. Is Davis drinking anymore now that he all went holy on us and everything? Did he? Nah, he's got to have a vice. That guy still smokes cigarettes. He's got to have a vice. Wait, you no, know, I just saw him over at Glorious Carl's. Of course he's drinking. Never mind. What am I thinking? God, I was the damn teetotaler at that party. So there's an old trick I did. I pulled it out of the old book. And what you do is you get a five gallon bucket. I put together a video, like an a tutorial, because. I find people when they do helpful tutorials or if you're a hot chick with big tits or you play video games or you film your cute puppy doing cute shit with your cute child, you get millions of views. I merely solve all the world's economic problems and point the very clear path away towards infinite riches and the elimination of poverty, which would inevitably lead towards immortality. But people don't want to listen to that. They want to watch some girl with big tits and a puppy. Maybe that's what I should do for a video. Find a girl with big tits... Dollar up in lingerie, have her play with a puppy, and do something practical. We'll just combine all the world, you know, all these very popular videos. We'll just combine them all in one shot so everyone can get their one fix. Anyway, uh, so I'm like, well, this is actually not too hard to do. It is very simple. So I I could set this up. So I put a piece of plywood down, still sunny out. Laid out the tools, you know, kind of like if you guys know Grant Thornton's. Uh, backyard Crucible. They, these how-to videos, they're all very professionally done. It's the good ones. They lay out, here's the tools we're going to use. And this is what we're going to do. And hi, my name's Chip. And you can go to chipsfixityourselfyoufuckingretard.com. So uh, I put it all out there. And all you do is you get a five-gallon bucket, make sure it's clean. Uh, you get an oil pan with all your old oil in it. And then you get some uh, paper bags from the grocery store, some wire hangers. You unwire the wire hangers. You kind of Curve them so they support a bag and some liquid. Put the bags in, double ply them. And then you pour all your used oil into that. And then the old oil drains into the bottle. And the the two paper bags act as a filter. And you can reuse your oil. And I'm like, you know, in the olden days, seriously, am I crazy? But I do remember, and this is not like back in the 80s or the 70s. I do remember a quart of oil being like $2. $2. $2.50 maybe for the expensive stuff. Now, I don't know what, but the price of oil hasn't gone up. It's gone down, so I don't know what the hell's happened to motor oil that makes it so expensive. I even looked this up last night. Why the hell is motor oil so expensive? Couldn't find the reason. Didn't matter. Wasted more time doing that than it would have done to, to recycle this oil. So that's what I'm doing, recycling the oil. Getting that all done. I'm going to put it back in. I'm going to save myself 45 fucking dollars. For what is no more, that took me maybe fifteen minutes of work. Forty five minutes forty five dollars, fifteen minutes of work. Per rate times four hundred sixty, four twenty hundred eighty dollars an hour I got paid to do that. That's a good time. So you guys know how I like my return on investment. There's the oil pump, that was a great thing. There's the nose trimmers, of which none of you bought, thank you very much. Uh and then there's there's gonna be this this instructional video, which hopefully will go viral, but three or four people might actually use in the end. Oh, it's uh it's election day today, too, and I almost forgot about this morning. And I uh, was on the Facebook and immediately was reminded, oh, vote Trump, vote Hillary. And, and you guys know I'm, I am going to vote for Trump. I'm going to vote Republican because that's the only logical thing to do. Well, whatever disagreements you may have with Trump or the Republican Party, I, I understand that. Uh, But, uh, you know what, I hate to say this, I hate to predict, because I I do have some very good friends, including the Beckloff. I'll be on his show later tonight, doing the post how the hell did Hillary Clinton win analysis, but I even, look, a lot of you guys on both sides are emotionally invested in the presidential election, which I, I kind of find very interesting and bemusing, where... There's a hundred, thousands of elections going on, all of which determine the direction. But we all decide to choose on the president, focus on the president, which I understand because that's kind of the ultimate litmus test of where the country's going. That's the most powerful person. I, I got that, but there's a lot more. But people are so vested in whether Hillary or Trump wins that it's like cheering on football teams, like right? sports ball. Uh, admittedly though there is a key difference and that is these people will have an effect on our life so i understand why you have a vested interest but beyond going and voting beyond going and making your case and and all the people especially on the right they've done especially in my world of colleagues and and fellow professionals we've done all we could we've done way more than the average american has to defend freedom liberty democracy and western civilization we have We've basically given up our careers. Not that they were that great anyway, or there was any kind of great, great uh, potential there. When the baby boomers got done raping the economy, Uh, we've there's none of there's no way any of us could go back. Uh, We're public figures; Uh, people can threaten us, and they do threaten us, and all. And all it's just we've paid a dear price, Uh, but we've also invested a fair amount in trying to make logical, empirical, emotional, psychological, every type of argument out there to convince the American population that going down the road of socialism does not work. All right? And after you've done that, you have done your patriotic duty. You've gone above and beyond. But then when it comes down to like the hyperanalysis and who did this say and who did that say, I mean, you look at what's happened in this presidential cycle, especially this one. It's more pronounced than any others that I can remember. Is the pigs rolling around in the mud? You know, I'm expecting you could you couldn't any breaking news that would come out about either Trump or Clinton right now would not surprise me because what's left? Trump Trump has raped so many women now. I mean, I it's it's about one every ten minutes. A new woman comes out claiming that Trump raped her. Sure, whatever, sweetheart. yeah. Okay, you you all the Bill Cosby's in the world and all the Trump. Right, you, you came out thirty years after the fact. All right, sure, coincidental timing. You wait. I mean, how 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 selfless of you. You <laughs> when it's you being violated, you won't. Oh, but when when it comes to America, now you're going to report on. It. Or you just want your fifteen minutes of fame. Or you maybe I don't know. You're a Democrat plant. No one and that's the great. No one believes. And then you got on the other side, Hillary Clinton becoming a Satanist, and there's a child pedophile ring, and. Hey, you know what? In either case, I, I don't know if they're proven right or wrong. I'm a little doubtful that, you know, these girls, I, I'm almost, that I would put money on. That Trump did not rape these girls or anything like that. Or Trump, uh, you know, he didn't sexually harass these. These are these typical attention whores of Democrat plants. That much I do know. But it wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, yeah, Hillary goes to Satanist rituals. It doesn't surprise Nothing surprises me. Because there's been so much shit and mud slinged at one another. I mean, they, they talk about muckrakers, muckrakers and mudslingers back in the olden days. What? Someone had an affair? Or or, or somebody uh, somebody didn't pay his his, his maid, and that, that maybe made national head? Look at the quality and caliber. You think Nixon was bad for whatever problems Richard uh, Nixon may have had? Look at the shit show going on here. This is like watching Maury Povich. That's what it was like. I'm sorry, I just don't have, look, I did my part, I'm going to vote the right way, and now I'm done. Because frankly, my life is way too important than to watch a modern day Povich, uh Povich uh, that happens to be on during prime time. Look, just because it comes on CNN and headline news and uh, uh, what's it called, Fox News and your local TV, that doesn't mean it's not daytime television. That doesn't mean that this entire election wasn't anything different than The View or, um, or uh, oh, not Mori Povich. What's the other one? Who's the daddy? That's all this was. That's all this was. And after you've done all you could to make your arguments known to the public, to convince as many people to vote for the right side of things, uh, to get them to understand the value and importance of freedom and low taxes in a small state, blah, 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 blah. And then you do your vote, you're done. That's it. I don't like these people, especially on the left, who get so pissed off that they're, you know, the guy that wanted to assa- that tried to not wanted to, he tried to assassinate Trump, and he's 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 going, he's lined up to what was it, cheat and vote. He's going to do multiple voting. I, I, really? That's how emotionally That's how sad it pathetic the rest of your lives are that you ain't got anything else going. I can understand the left being totally freaked out. Because they know what sh- how, to- how they survive. They survive through parasitism. So I understand this directly threatens not their survival. Well, it doesn't threaten their survival. They de- just have to get jobs, which to them is worse than death. I'm not joking. So I can understand where the vitriol, the hatred, especially from the illegal alien community, like, oh, my God, you mean we'd have to learn English? We- we'd have to obey laws? You mean we just can't come here and live off a of whitey? You know, Oh, my God, I have to work? So, I I understand where that is very scary and frightening to half the population. Not just illegal aliens, but I mean, all these millennial kids. What are they going to do? Work real jobs? They don't even know what a job is. But all that aside, I I mean, if if you're a self supporting individual, you're a real adult, don't you have more important shit to do than this? This is why I did very little coverage of the podcast. Not only do I not care, I'm so burnt out on it, and, and I've done all I could. Uh, I do have more important things to do. I, I really do. Like going and getting, I, I've uh, since I gave up drinking, I've been eating sweets. I've allowed myself to rediscover sweets, so I'm hitting like these little cupcake places. I know it sounds really faggoty. I understand. I know. I go to the there's like they they got good cupcakes, and yes, they're usually in pink foil. I didn't choose them. They're just really good, tasty. The caramel ones with the filling and everything is good. I go to Perkins. I get myself. Uh, there's nothing that beats Perkins. French soap pie. Nothing beats that. That is the best damn thing ever. That's what they serve in heaven. Even to agnostics like me. Um, I, I'd really rather just go and eat sweets and enjoy that life uh, than spend the amount of time and effort and energy that I have. I understand a lot of people trying to be the fourth branch of government. Look at Matt Forney. He's out there banging away. He's traveling around. I got it. I got it. I understand. Um, Cernovich. Okay, I understand that he's out there. Uh, You could even say Milo, Crowder, all these other, these uh, professional, I won't even call them pundits. You could call them analysts. You could call them activists. Whatever you want to call them. Is it really worth their, their, I know they're getting highly compensated too, but what are they going to do, stop this? I understand they enjoy skewering it. I understand it's fun, more fun than working a regular job, but what's going to happen when this election is over? I mean, think about how much energy and fuel hillary clinton and donald trump has served to create all these different uh jobs in the media and social media think about how many people on social media youtubers all that millennial millie fucking uh what are the 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 score of hot chicky babes that came out laura southern borowski was already on 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 scene so I'll, I'll give her a little more and this it doesn't mean that laura southern doesn't do good drive i'm just saying milo crowder this whole generation of people would not have come around i don't think without this presidential election my question is what's going to happen after this election is over i mean what you're just going to focus on trump and and, and hillary sad fact when I do, what few, what sparingly few videos I've done on Trump and Clinton, this presidential election, they get almost a 33% premium in viewers because that's what people are tuning into. I mean, forget the, 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 the video I did, Why Has It The Economy Collapsed? Forget the retort I did to, uh, what the heck was that guy's name? bibbidi boppity, the Italian guy over on Wall Street. Um, some faux economist said that it does the national debt doesn't matter, and and I did a, a pretty good detailed response to that. Uh, I forget his name, but it doesn't matter. The larger point is I explained why we can't just print off, or, or we just the the debt does matter. Why debt and deficits do matter. Those things, those like creep along. Those barely get any traction. That is like pulling teeth at a dental office. But hey, I do something. Donald far, uh, Donald Trump farts in Clinton's face. Whoa! Hey, four thousand views in an hour. Holy shit! <laughs> What's gonna happen when this is gone, huh? What are people gonna do? Oh, I know there'll be there'll always be politics. There'll always be social justice warriors to pick on. There'll always be crazy psycho people, people at uh, in academia. Academia and the social justice warriors alone will provide the circus for those of us who are normal. To look at and say, oh my god, what the hell, Jesus, look, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. But doesn't it get tiring after a while? I mean, I don't even bother reading the articles anymore about whiny millennial cunt does stupid shit saying stupid things demanding unreasonable stuff where other people have to pay for it at college. How many articles are written like that every week? The Daily Mail? God, when does the Daily Mail get tiring? When do you guys not realize it's just sensationalism that they're publishing, and they do it on the right, the left too. They feed the left their little juicy news bits and they skew it a little bit. They do it on the right and they skew it. Oh my God, can you believe a woman said this? It got so bad. This is how bad it got. The uh, um, Christine Solomon. Look her up. Beauty and News. Right. Hang on, let's look her up. Hang on. I did a piece on this. You, you want to talk about how irrelevant... How far removed from journalism we've become? There's this piece by Christy Solomon. Hang on. And thank God in the comment section. People are like, so what? But uh, where is it? Da-da-da-da-da. Independent woman. Very happy Christmas. Oh, my, my article, A World Without White People. That did really well. Thank God people read that. My father was available for comment. I'm an independent woman. Where did it go? Ah, oh, Christine Solomon. All right, so uh, here's her article. Yahoo News Beauty. Yahoo Beauty. Uh, Student dresses as Bill Cosby for Halloween. Wears blackface. All right, so there's a picture of a kid. He's wearing blackface. He's a white kid, and he's got a loud sweater on. And he, you know, it's Bill Cosby. And here this is she decided this is worth going on Yahoo News. And not only did she decide it, Yahoo's editorial staff whose dicks are all in each other's asses in a circle apparently as far as I can they've decided to run with this. By now we would have have by now we would be naive to expect Halloween to come and go without an offensive racist costume showing up on social media. One student at the University of Central Arkansas. God, you won't even talk about a boring campus. Who the hell's ever heard of the University of Central Arkansas? I mean, you really got to be digging deep. This isn't like Mizzou or anything. Though has gone above and beyond this year, Charles Brock Denton, a sophomore member of Sigma Tau Gamma, attended a Halloween costume, a Halloween party thrown by his fraternity on Friday wearing a Bill Cosby costume, according to the Daily Mail. See, Daily Mail the daily mail's this board and yahoo christine solomon is that lacking of a uh, of a what's it called of the ability to discern to discriminate between what is newsworthy and not and she's just brainwashed like a typical leftist foot soldier to go and report on this because it fits the na- their narrative that all white people are racist as if dressing as an alleged serial rapist was not enough the student completed his look with you guessed it blackface <gasps> now you think that there's going to be more to this story you think uh, uh, then he went to a a, a black fraternity, or um, he he started cursing and swearing? No, this guy is just a moron who wore blackface at a frat party. That's it. But this makes national news. Now I could go through and read. I mean, I'm not even going to waste the time, your time, let alone mine, going through it because again, the news is not the news. What the news is is what the news is about. That's the news. And the the story should really be. Prominent, in Yahoo quote news, prominent Yahoo news article writer person, proves once again media has uh, agenda and narrative. That's what the real bit of news here is in this. But that's how sad and desperate it's become. I'm both the right and the left. I I don't, it really is like, okay, remember, let's go back. I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but go back to when you were being babysitted or babysat. By an elderly woman, or maybe even a, a female of any kind, doesn't matter age, I guess, now that I think about it. And you'd be sitting there, and then they'd watch the soap operas, and you didn't understand this as a kid. You just knew it was boring as all hell. and But then after two hours, you started feeling ill. Like, in your head, you had a headache. In your stomach, you felt bad. And you didn't know what was going on. It was just your brain saying, We are wasting time we are finite and moral we are wasting so much time we could be doing things like playing and finding frogs we could find a stick and poke things with it why are we here and you just got that 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 disgusting feeling with yourself even you even had this okay saturday morning saturday morning cartoons by god was that a ritual that was that was heaven We'd wake up early to watch the U.S. Agriculture Report because it would pre- predate or, or come on before, I think it was Captain Kangaroo, which we weren't too big of fans of. But it was like, that's almost cartoony. In other words, the shows would get progressively more cartoony until the actual cartoons came on. And so Captain Kangaroo would come on and we're like, yeah, oh, okay, it's kind of like, you know, here we are seven or eight. I'm like, yeah, it's more like for four or five-year-olds, we're a little bit too mature for Captain Kangaroo. And then, whatever, Thundercats would come on, or He-Man. And they're like, yes! I remember, like, there was an Atari video game cartoon where all the different video games that were popular at the time uh, came on, and we watched that. And then we'd watch it till, like, 11, more like 10.30. 10.30, like, the last actual cartoon would be on. And then you're scanning, desperately trying to find more cartoons. Hey, cartoons, come on, please, cartoons, cartoons. I need more cartoons. And then, then, then they get into, like, the not like the disney special but like an afternoon movie you know there was one called cougar which is not about a hot milf there was it's just called cougar hang on let me look this up in other words the cartoons would come on but it'd be like you know okay now we're gonna go to bonanza or we're gonna have this like good feeling uh, made for tv type of movie come on and then uh you had been sitting there for so dang long for so long, you were sitting there that you started to feel ill. Like, maybe I should go out. You almost – I don't think we were capable of guilt back when we were children because of the hell and the prison we went through with school. We could do whatever we want. Uh, so your conscience was clear. But even then, you biologically, biophysiologically felt disgusted with yourself sitting around. And that's why I'm asking. Isn't it the kind of the same thing with this election? You news junkies, you news pundits. Look, I understand covering it, maybe doing a little, you know, writing a post about it here or there. But it can't be my entire life. It can't be what defines me. Yeah. Okay, here it is: ABC's weekend specials, Cougar TV episode nineteen eighty four. Was this it? I think it was a two parter. Cougar, elusive predator. Well, this looks like a documentary. Da-da-da-da. Whole plot storyline i remember this being on television from the time before we had vcrs this show came on several times i think on saturdays i had a, such a crush on the lead male character Alby. the story is even more poignant because like most children from the 80s my parents were divorced what gal wouldn't love to have a big brother like that if i remember correctly like there's a flood in the the uh Family home gets wiped out on, or it gets it gets wiped away, and as they're going down the river, the the house somehow still floats, and they're staying on the house. But then there's a cougar on the storyline. No one's got a storyline. ABC weekend specials. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that would come on afterwards. And then maybe it was time to go out and play. Then you kind of like, do I want to? Do I really want to watch it? Writers, Aaron Chester, Aaron. Actually, now, if I go and research this more, I'm just going to remind myself as to how old I am. 1980s ABC Weekend Special. What's this? Hang on. Is this going to make me feel old and sad? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Now that I'm older, I realize how stupid that pro- that show probably was. That was serious shit back then. I don't know. Are they going to get away from the pirates or the captives or kidnap? You never know why pe- people would just randomly come out and want to kidnap you. And there wasn't the pretense of, of pedophilia or, or uh, child sexual assault. It's just, oh, my gosh. Here comes the, like Scooby-Doo, all these... These evil adults are gonna try to kidnap people. Why? Well, that's what evil people do. Anything bad happen? Nah, they're just gonna kidnap you. Do we have any money? They're gonna hold us for ransom. Nah, they just they're just your general cookie cutter, stereotypical evil guys who are uh, gonna kidnap you. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, maybe we should do some sponsors, huh? Uh, oh, okay. Here we are. Uh, if you guys would kindly this year. Go and do all your online shopping for a very cappy Christmas. The captain wants to pay off his mortgage, and I calculate if all of you were to do all your online Christmas shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, that would result in my mortgage being paid off, and I forever would be insured. I'd never have to go work a real job again, guaranteeing that your old captain would be here forever. Uh, basically, all you got to do is go to Uh You click on the Amazon banner. You see a little Amazon logo there. And you do all your online shopping there. Basically, you got to know to go to my website first. Click on that banner because then it tells Amazon you came from my site. If you go straight to Amazon, they don't know. You should not bookmark it, I find out, because I didn't realize the world. I don't understand it. I'm sure there's a reason, but I don't understand this world. I guess people have lost their Amazon affiliate uh, status if they told people to bookmark the site. And I don't understand it where it's like, well, don't you want people driven to your site? It's like, no, you can't, you can't post this. You can't do that. So things that you would logically think, okay, Amazon wants me to drive traffic to their site. They want me to boost their sales. Um, you know, I want to make my money too, so I'm going to go and try and make as much money as possible. They're like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. You can't recommend that people bookmark the site. And I I don't know why, guys. I really don't. Maybe they want you just to get into the habit. I right, just go to Amazon.com and bypass me. Obviously, that's what they would like. But apparently, that's a violation of the thing. So don't bookmark the site. Just go to my site first if you would. Pl- I don't even know if that's a violation of the thing. If it happens to convenience you and you really want to make the captain happy, buy your stuff through my Amazon affiliate program. That's all I'm asking. Every time there's something new with this social media stuff. Every freaking time. This is not the Steady Eddie business. This is, oh, I got to change this. Oh, I got to get Instagram. Oh, now I need Periscope. All I want you to do is buy shit through my Amazon affiliate program. If you do that, i very much appreciate it. Then also, we have my books that would make great Christmas books, Christmas gifts for anyone in your family, including yourself. We have Reconnaissance Man. For anybody whose life is not going the way it, you were expecting it to, that book is for you regardless of your age. If life is not going the way you were hoping it would, it's not where you're not where you think you would be, get this book, available in paperback, Kindle, and audio for those of you who simply don't have the time to sit down and read and do nothing else. We also have The Black Man's Guide to Our Poverty. That's for all the young black men and old men out there, any black man who demands better out of their life. So if you're sick and tired of Oh, don't worry, we'll go get you more government checks. Oh, don't worry, We're it's evil. Oh, don't worry, the Democrat Party's going to take care. You just sit there and don't worry. Just keep protesting and, and and don't worry. If that's not proactive enough for you and you say, well, what kind of life am I going to live? I think I demand a little bit better than that. Then yes, get this book. The book is for you. Also, if you happen to know uh, you know, you got a friend and uh, you think he might be willing to come to the good side of the force, not the woe is me, defeatist side of the force, I don't know, I guess that's a tricky proposition for you, giving a a friend of yours that book who happens to be black. They may not like you afterwards. They may call you an Uncle Tom. Jeez, poor Marcus. When he's telling everyone he's voting for Trump, everyone's calling him an Uncle Tom. Who's your real friends, Marcus? Not us. We don't really like you. You're just our token black friend, Marcus. That's... (laughs) now we're giving you shit, kid. But it is sad. Think about who's your real friends. Who are your real friends? Uh, Then we have Bachelor Pad Economics. That is probably the uh, penultimate Christmas gift book for any young man or woman, if she's bold enough to read it, in their life, in your life. Uh, That's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook as well, Uh, read by our good friend Davis Arini of StairsAtTheWorld.com fame. There's also Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. I actually got another young man. Uh, interested in having a couple books mailed out to them. If, if you're a, a younger kid, you're in high school, uh, as for, I don't know, what, Christmas? Whatever, I'm doing it for marketing. Like I'll send you a couple. Look, basically, I'm the heroin dealer, okay? I'm going to send you some very politically incorrect books. Well, actually, they're worthless Isn't politically incorrect. But your teachers are going to hate it, and they're going to try and ban it, okay? So what I want to do is I want to get those books to you. Uh, then there will be some crazy stir or commotion. I want that book to be banned in the school. Then it goes viral on a news saying, hey, this kid brought this book to school and uh, the teachers confiscated it from him. Then, boom, then we're talking real money. But then also, I don't mind being a little bit charitable this uh, this Christmas season, this Yuletide season. And so if you are a high school student and uh, you and your buddies, uh, or you know somebody's that would probably like this book, or if you got a teacher that just is a fucking cunt, why am I picturing a woman and an English teacher? Oh, that's right, because most of them are fucking cunts. Uh, but if you got some Nazi teachers, there, just get the book, spread it around, share it. You know, hand that one around. All right, hand that one around. Let's get your kids a little bit educated. Uh, you know, send me an email and I'll, I'll put that. So this kid, he did send me an email. Says, yeah, I like a couple books. So I sent him a couple. He's down at that school in McKinney, Texas where they built the $65 million football stadium. <laughs> and so I asked the kid, hey, how's that going? He's like, you know, we're not even going to be, the, the stadium's not going to be complete until pretty much all the kids that are here are gone. And he says, oh, we got like, I guess they all get MacBook 7s or something like that. And uh, I just, I'm sure that poor kid's just shaking his head. He seems to be a little bit smarter than the average bear out there, but... Yeah, I was like, McKinney, Texas, I say, is that the school? He's like, yep, that's us. Awesome. I'm like, oh, shit. Look at that. you got to get your football. you got to get our football. Got him as king of the hill. Boom, how, hoondang dang, ding, ding, I'll have you know, Hank Hill, you Japanese or Chinese? That's funny, by the way. I know you millennials don't get that. Uh, then we got uh, Enjoy the Decline. That book should go on the New York Times bestsellers list if Hillary wins. And if Hillary does win, which I predict she will, please go and buy that book because you're going to need it. You're going to need a big stiff drink. You're going to need property overseas, and you're going to need that book, especially if you got kids because technically you'll die before your kids actually face the worst of it. So uh, go ahead and get uh, enjoy the decline. Then we have Curse of the High IQ. That's available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. Enjoy the Decline, by the way, should be available in audio by the end of the month. We got a kid working on that, so that's good. Jim Jim jimfear 138blogspotcom uh, But we also have Curse of the High IQ available. That's for anybody who is listening to the show. Because you are smarter than average, I guarantee you, you are suffering in ways you do not know. If there are things in life you're confused about, like I got a client, he just doesn't get along socially with people. He, he's not anti-social. He just doesn't feel like going to parties. He doesn't feel like going to nightclubs. And the thing is, that's because your brain is trying to tell you you're smarter than average and that's not exciting shit to you. You'd rather read a book. Good, read a book. There's nothing wrong with not being normal. There's nothing wrong in not wanting to go to a party. Why? I mean, in retrospect, I wish I didn't go to half the parties I did. But um, yeah, if it's stuff like that, like why don't I get along? Why am I not fitting in? Get that book. It will be liberating. It will be freedom. It's totally worth whatever pennies I'm charging Available paperback, Kindle, and audiobook.com, or audio at audible.com. Behind the Housing Crash, that's my uh, first book. Then I got my other books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. Uh, Then we have Frank Servi's books. He's got a trilogy out. Uh, There's Uncle Nick, which is basically the uh, fictional incarnation of all the red pill, the wisdom put into a man who has zero fucks to give but has a heart of gold and helps out his little nieces and nephews even though cuz he doesn't have kids. That's what that's what red pill guys do. We don't breed. We just pass on the wisdom that our spineless brother and the tyrant sister-in-law uh will never pass on to their children. So we're actually the real men in the family. If we pass on I have a serious question. If we alpha males and red pill type guys have to teach your children how to be men, can we at least fuck the mother if she's hot? I just want to know, cause like, if you have done such a shitty job of raising your sons and daughters because you have no spine, and then we got to step in and actually be the male role model to your children, if your wife is hot, can we? I mean, does that not entitle us to fuck her a little bit, like a lend-lease program, because we're doing the job for you? Oh, don't worry, she'll find us anyway. <laughs> it's just, it was a moral question. She'll find another real man anyway and fuck him. May not be me, may not be the other guy, but they'll find these guys. They'll find the Uncle Nicks. Anyway, if you want to read about a real world, not a real world, a fictional world incarnation of all the red pill wisdom, it it, it culminated into one individual. That'd be Uncle Nick by Frank Servey. The sequel to which is called Burning the Midnight. I haven't read that one. Uh, And then his first book is called Pretty Lies Perish and that has nothing to do with the Uncle Nick. What's biology? Not trilogy. Biology? Dual book? Duology? The two book series. uh, Pretty Lies Perish. Uncle Nick's, and then Burning the Midnight. You can find that all at Amazon.com. Other people's books, we got our good friend Adam Piggott of Australian fame. He uh, has his two books, Run Guts, Pull Cones. That's the new one. And then his flagship book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, Both are mandatory reading for all young men and women. It's always for women, too. Look, girls, you want to be like men, you want to be equal, this is the shit you read. This is the shit you do, right? But, you know... When when it when push comes to shove, you girls don't want to be where the rubber meets the road. You want to be out there doing your nails and uh, working in air-conditioned offices, not in coal mines. And so then when it comes to reading unpleasant truths or things that tell you to get off your lazy ass and go work hard and do some math, you choose not to read. So I, I kind of feel like, yeah, you, it should be implied you could buy these books. You could make yourselves equal at any time. Understand, ladies, you choose not to be equal. You do choose that. That is a choice in life. Right? But if you want to be equal, you can start reading what we men do, and that's empiricism and reality, with a little bit of rough-and-tumble locker room talk. Oh, my God, locker room. Oh, oh. But, yeah, it's a, at any time, you, so you could get those. Everything is for you, including a book that's for both men and women. Trollbert. T-R-U-L. Bert. Kind of like Dogbert or Dilbert. It's Trollbert, but it's pronounced True Liberty by Mitch Berg, who blogs at shotinthedadark.info. Uh, that is What Would Happen to Minneapolis, if the economy and the currency collapsed overnight and it is very cute and very funny and all the right people die. Actually, a couple people don't die. It'd make a great movie. It would make a great movie, but uh, Hollywood would never pick up on it because it, it really does just show you how worth it. That's probably the best part of that book is to show you like in a post-apocalyptic world where skills matter, where you got to carry your weight in the village. What the hell would government workers do? What would teachers do? It shows you, just it empirically proves just how worthless these people are as human beings. Like the Betsy Hodges of the world. Just just what utterly waste of life. Just what utter parasites these people are upon society. Because they do nothing of value. Uh, Then we have NavSquam by Ann Sturzinger. Go to AnnSterzinger.com. That's AnnSterzinger.com. Get her book, Squam. Go there first and buy it that way. It's just a lot easier to do that. And then we have our good friend Chris Muir over at Day by Day Cartoon. You can find him at daybydaycartoon.com. Um, did he get his Amazon affiliate program up? I swear, these old timers. He's not a baby boomer, he's an old timer. The difference between a baby boomer and an old timer is I actually like the old timers. <laughs> I was emailing him, giving him stuff. I, hey, look, because I can't use my own Amazon affiliate program. You can't. That much I did know. I think it prohibits you based on IP address. So when I tried to, it didn't work. So I'm like, okay, so I want to help out other people. So I go to Chris Beckloff. Hey, Chris, you got it? Oh, no, I ain't got that. Well, you really ought to think about it. No, I, I went to other people. No one else had it. I think Bernard Chapin doesn't have it. Gee, Aaron, honey makes so much money. How do you do this? How do you? I don't know, guys. I got hustle. I moved my fucking ass. And when someone who makes more money than me in the field I'd like to endeavor in says, "Hey, you really ought to get an Amazon affiliate program," guess what I fucking do? I go get the Amazon affiliate program. Guarantee you, Burn has passed up on at least ten thousand. Pre- no, Burn, Burn has passed up on about thirty grand in Amazon affiliate sales. Beckloff is approaching the five to ten thousand dollar mark, and so uh, what I've been doing, I've been going to Stefan Molyneux at freedomainradio.com, by the way. And I've been doing my Amazon purchases there because I'd, I'd rather have 7% go and keep it within-house. So I talked to uh, 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 Chris. I said, hey, you got an Amazon affiliate plan? Spread out my purchases a little bit. Don't want to just give it all to Stefan. like to help out this. Stefan doesn't really need my help. <laughs> he's doing all right. And oh, I don't know. And then he's grumbling and whining. I'm like, dude, just just go do it, Please. Look, Dr. Glenn and Dr. Helen do it on PJ Media, okay? Arguably the most successful and profitable and productive website out there. There's your tech. They do it. Don't you think maybe you are who? guys? This is why I don't put together a militia, though I desperately want to. We must go and attack this hill. Oh, yeah. Oh. Where's your AR-15? Oh, I didn't... Oh. Whoa, what? Bullets? I had to bring. Oh, carry it up the hill. Oh no, no. Why would we take that hill? <laughs> like, fuck. Never mind. I'll just go be a lone wolf when the collapse. That's what it's going to happen. I'm going to be a lone wolf when the collapse happens. I've thought about putting together like a, kind of like a, an insurance. Like post-apocalyptic insurance. And I may still run with it, but I'll go buy my property out in South Dakota. And then I'm going to start warehousing. And you can buy shares in this. And you got to pay every month. And then... that Because cause I... I can't get people... Here's what's going to happen. Let me explain what's going to happen. We could debate electricity, water, three months food and all that. What's going to happen if a true collapse comes... The number one commodity that's going to be in demand is not going to be vagina. I mean, people are just going to grab that and rape that on the side, okay? That's not what's going to—the number one commodity, and it's not even going to be food. You want to know what's going to be? It's going to be strength in numbers because people with strength in numbers can just fucking take whatever they want. You need—and just like the mafia where there is strength in numbers, that is also the flip side of that coin— is law and order may be tyrannical may not be nice was it keegan or negan is that the guy on the show that everyone over 35 watches that i'm unaware of the after the fall or something people have said i'm like that guy dude you remind me of- yeah i da- i heard about like he demands half from everybody you're damn right i would take half from everybody and laws under clary would not be nice They'd be effective and they'd be efficient. They would be the most direct way and if everybody was on board and played by the fucking rules, we'd get society back up again very quickly under a Negan or Keegan-like dictatorship. But that's what I have to aim for. That's what everybody else should be aiming for is either to head up a gang, talk to Jack Donovan, or to be part of a gang that is the largest gang that has the most weapons so that you can ensure and secure your own food lines, protect them. I mean, it's just it's just war. That's all it is. It's just war. It's just killing and mayhem. And security with supply lines and enslaving classes of people. That's all it is. So that was kind of my goal. Like, okay, look, we're gonna get a group of I think we could have done it with a platoon size. You know? We're gonna get that. That many guys we should be able to like secure, at least hold down an area. A larger force comes by. they got to attack a defensive position. We can hold them. And they say, okay, well, look, you can join us or something like that. And they're like, all right, but we get certain ranks and privileges here. Stuff like that. Just, the first thing would be get a team together to cover your ass, to establish a law and order and have a more productive and efficient society. Basically, you want to set up a factory with farms and you know, stuff like that. I can't even get three people to go learn how to do tactical firearms training. I can't even get people to do that. I could barely get a guy to teach me marksmanship. And so I'll say, all right, how do I, okay, obviously it's tooth pulling. I I learned great quote uh, from coach John McGurk. Anything hard at life isn't worth trying. Okay, Brendan? And it's true because it tells you wasting any more time on that is not going to be efficient. A lot of people dismiss that as being lazy. No, That's just being smart with your resources. Like, if you have to call the same electrician up five, six times over and over again so that fucking retard actually shows up, that's not worth it. Go find another electrician. It's the same thing here. For all the talk people want to oh, post-prepared, da-da-da. Boy, there's a lot of fat, ugly fucks out, but not ugly. There's a lot of fat, out-of-shape fucks out there that can't run. There's a lot of people that don't know how to boil and purify water. There's a lot of people who talk about wanting to have guns, but, oh, maybe they got a pistol, but they don't got a rifle, and they certainly don't got enough rounds of ammunition. A lot of people talk about bug-out bags, but they ain't got them. A lot of people talk about a, a safe place or a bunker but they don't got it. So I'm thinking, like, you know what? I'll go get my bunker out in South Dakota, and I will sell insurance. Here's the map. I'm in command. If the crisis hits, get to Fort Clary. Get to Now, I'd have to have a more regal name. What do we want to name it? Claryland, Claryville, Clary, Metro Clary, Politip, Pop. what would it be? Gotham? No. Clary, St. Clary. We got St. Paul. Claryville. Let's just call it Claryville for now. You get your ass to Claryville. I am supreme Lord Almighty ruler. You will bring your hot red-headed daughters and then you get a nicer house. And then you get to be part of this bunker. You're gonna get. You have your food storage here. There's an allotment of food you have. There are chores. There are duties. You're gonna farm. You're gonna toil in the toil in the fields, and we're gonna survive. I have a feeling the economy won't collapse until I'm long dead, and I'd have to sell the business. But you know, it's kind of like a timeshare in a uh, in a post apocalyptic world. That way, I don't have to pull teeth. And the truth is, most Americans, even especially the Republicans, are fat fucks. They're fat, lazy fucks who just happen to vote the right way and have the heart in the right place. But when it comes to actual work, they're as lazy as fucking leftists. So I would get to keep all this money. I could even do fractional reserve selling knowing that the vast majority of people ain't going to make it to South Dakota. The vast majority of them would be dead i could just collect multiple insurance policies if i want to be evil if i want to be dishonest i could do it that way just assume you know what airlines do it banks do it post-apocalyptic claryville will do it oh i'm sorry by the way <laughs> blam okay now we got a place open come on in <laughs> you want to go real dark i just start shooting all the ugly people <laughs> you're not gonna breed hot people blam all right Fred right, place open no, no, your daughter. The only reason your daughter—you're not allowed. Bam. Another place open. Actually, there's where my dark mind goes. Now I understand why there are harems and um, concubines. No, co- not com- combines. Concubines. what the hell is it? King Solomon's concubines. i thinking combines. Concubines. Concubines in polygamous society is a woman who lives with a man but has a lower status than his wife or wives i guess that's it Ow. anyway my whole point is now i kind of figure like yeah i'm the guy in charge i uh i will be uh taking care of with all the daughters and it's exactly what happens because sex is one of the top commodities. there's food then there'll be sex and you go after the farmers, like, you guys are slaving in the fields. You're going to get to keep half. You guys are sending your daughters over here, and everyone will be safe. Actually, this really isn't a great selling pitch for Claryville Insurance Company, is it now? <laughs> oh, all right, let's get some other uh, sponsors in here. Adso Consulting, if you need any kind of guidance, consultation, Leadership wisdom pointing direction to or swift kick in the ass, go to assholeconsulting.com. And I, the world's only professional asshole, will give you my two cents. It's actually worth it because uh, if you can spend twenty, thirty dollars, sometimes forty depending on the length of your email, it often saves you $10, 50 a hundred thousand dollars, especially when you're starting to talk about buying houses or going to college or getting master's degrees, which a lot of those questions come into. So if you're talking about serious shit like your career, school, education, housing, stuff like that, it might be worth dropping a couple uh couple dollars with the old captain. So go to assholeconsulting.com if you or somebody you know has any questions. Just share it. Go ahead and tell people about asshole. Look, how hard is it to share asshole consulting? I don't know why this hasn't sprouted in one because I haven't done any marketing, but I was kind of hoping like oh, this is a clever enough idea. So i say, hey, write an article about this. This is weird. This kid makes money off of feminism and, and the lack of fathers and, and a divorce. He's making a mint. But spread the good word of the asshole at assholeconsulting.com. Um, buy it now. This will be the last time before the election tonight. Put in your orders now. Call my buddy at 763-657-7843. That's 763-657-7843. Uh, it's Minnesota Gold and Silver. Uh, you might want to buy that and some bullets uh, before what I predict is Hillary getting elected. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. It's $100 a month uh, with no minimum. You, uh, I, well, there's a minimum. You have to advertise for one month. Uh, but I don't do it like these asshole radio stations where it's like, yeah, we got the biggest dick ever, so you're going to suck it. And they don't realize that podcasting is totally destroying their industry and we're taking their lunch. So instead of giving $100 to a baby boomer enterprise such as radio stations, why don't you give it to a Gen X enterprise like podcasting? Advertise with podcasters you like. That is the way to make money, and you can advertise on this podcast as well. $100 a month, just a one-month minimum, that's it. If it doesn't work out, you're not making profit, totally cool, I understand, do not worry. Marketing is here to make you money. All right? I want you to make money because I don't want you going out of business. Well, Aaron Clary had a six month minimum. He's kind of being baby boomerish douchey right now. And no, if it doesn't make money, cool. No problem. Just let me know. We don't renew for the next month. That's all right. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com coming up on tax season. Alright. Uh maybe uh you want to, you know, figure out well, what should I do with my 401 K? Maybe have Chad look at your tax situation. Find a way. Look. Same kind of thing. Spend a hundred bucks on asshole consulting, save yourself a thousand dollars. Right? Might be worth hiring Chad Elkins to look at your tax returns in the past. You know, it might it might cost you fifty to a hundred dollars, but he might save you a couple grand in the process. And and let's say he says, you know what? The way you did your taxes are perfectly good. There's no real way I could improve it. Okay, so that's worth your fifty to a hundred dollars of his time to confirm that. So Do it now, do it wisely, do it smart. Go to ElkinCPA.com, have Chad take a look at your taxes, maybe get prepared for this year's tax season, Uh, get in early, uh, and just, you know, if you're looking for a good accountant, there's our good friend Chad. We also have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, our good friend Tom at Small Scale Life, look up smallscalelife.com, has a podcast there. The World of Lori Zook, Z-O-O-C-K, our friend Kerry Lutz over at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Silvio Canto at Canto Talk. You can find him at BlogTalkRadio.com. And blow me up, Tom. Tom Likas' show. All of you, of course, know Father Tom. Saint Likas, uh, who has done... God, that guy has saved so many lives. Uh, go listen to the master. Go listen to the the wise sage of California. Lord knows why he's out there. At blow me up, Tom. Dot com. glorious carl's glorious hat i think uh this will be the last year well i don't think it is the last year he's selling his glorious hat so you could go to glorioushat.com and buy his hat there there's also race riot apparel spelled r-a-y-c-e race riot apparel at cafepresscom slash race riot apparel uh, you can go ahead and get your politically incorrect t-shirts there there's another example i mean what's going to happen after after the election like do the shirts go away? It's it's a bubble. It's a it's a it's a bubble. Not not his shirt thing, but it's it's contingent and reliant and dependent upon this uh, this uh, drama circus show going on. Academic composition. You can find them at academiccomposition.com. Go to my good friend Alex, where he and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your papers and do your homework for you. Uh, if you're in college and you don't want to write your stupid leftist liberal arts you know why do white men suck type of papers well you don't have to you can hire him out and they'll write your papers for you uh rates are, are reasonable i think it's 10 or 20 dollars a page i forgot what it was uh, but it's it's uh it's within the market for for other people who, who do people's homework they also do resumes so for 100 dollars, they could put together your resume and they're also hiring so if you're interested in writing for academic composition you know you don't have a job you need money but you're good at writing uh go to academiccomposition.com. email alex tell him i sent you he'll be interested and they also has marketing positions where you just post stuff up over on craigslist and other places neither are exciting jobs don't get millennially on me okay these are jobs you can do from home or from the internet wherever they're not great paying but they're jobs okay don't don't whine no no, 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 no. Just, just their jobs, okay? Uh, then, if you are looking for people to do audio work for you, may I recommend Jim Fear at JimFear138.blogspot.com. That's Jimfear at 138.blogspot.com, and our good friend Undertow at UndertowAudio.com. Both men have great voices and are professionals at recording. So, if you have an audio book, <coughs> Davis, <coughs> Matt, <coughs> and Stursinger, you want someone to read them, go hire these guys. Uh, they're young men they could use the cash but they're very busy actually um so um, they they have a little bit of a wait line for them then we have max's ultimate reading list you go to instagram.com ultimate reading list uh, or instagram.com slash ultimate reading list max has a list of books for people if you're interested in reading non-leftist tripe that's basically it they're, the books run the gambit but they can be, categorized under one category of non-leftist tripe so go to instagram.com slash ultimate reading list and go ahead and get a book there as well also uh, max uh, allows you to advertise on the site as well so if you have a book you'd like to advertise go to instagram.com slash ultimate reading list and contact max there holy cow did i miss i did I forgot. Oh, sorry, guys. I got uh, J.R. Guerra. J.R. com, G-U-E-R-R-A. He's the guy that put together that uh, Red Pill Manosphere album. So if you would, please go there. Buy the album if you're interested. It's pretty good. And then also he works out in Seattle where he does guitar repair and other things guitar-related. So if you're interested and you're in the area, you need some kind of guitar work done, go to J.R. Tell him the captain sent you. Um... Oh, and then we got my two classes, the Analysis, Evaluation of Stocks and Stocks, Bonds, Investing. Oh, my. If you are looking for classes to get introduced to personal financial management, retirement planning, stuff like that, take Stocks, Bonds, Investing. Oh, my. Uh, If you're interested in something a little bit more specific, namely how to research value and analyze stocks, take my class called the Analysis, Evaluation of Stocks. These classes are available online through multiple places. All you have to do is search the title on Google or the Bing and you'll find it. And that's, um, yeah, that's basically it. You'll you'll be able to take those classes. They, they cost money, but, um, but yeah, basically I make more money. Give me your money. I wish I could do sponsors like, give me your money, and then everyone would give me money, and then we'd be done, but we have to go through all this formality and reasons why you should give me your money. Because reasons, that's why. Give me your money. Why? Reasons. Boom. End of discussion. That would be very economic and efficient. Now, listen, man. I like the news. you guys like the news? Oh Venezuela from m s n tired of counting piles of cash Venezuelans start weighing them. Do I even have to go on do i do I even have to go on because here's the problem with my face. I could explain what all my listeners already know, which is not going to penetrate the dense skulls and that's the problem everybody the the problem with the skull analogy that you think liberals the dense skull you never permeate it i say there's nothing to penetrate through too it's just all bone there's just basically a brain stem and then calcium or whatever bone is made out of all the way through the rest of their it's just a bowling ball is all they got up there so there would be no point in trying to drill to a brain because there is no brain they will, They, they you know, what's what's the population of Venezuela, 80, 90 million? Tens of millions of people are suffering, but the Democrats and the left in this country and the world, they just can't have their precious little religion sacrificed. They couldn't let, let their feels and their emotions and their, their faux agency uh, because they are ultimately worthless people who have nothing going on in life. The only thing they can glom onto is that they say they're nice with other people's money. That's about it. We can't take that away from them because then they'd actually be, they'd have to force to be looking into the mirror and realize just what worthless and pointless people they are. So, even though tens of millions of people are suffering and dying, their ego and satisfaction is more important than that. It's more important they feel good than have to face the reality that what they advocate is impoverishing, if not outright murdering, millions of people. At a delicatessen counter in eastern Caracas, Humberto Gonzalez removes slices of salty white cheese from his scale and replaces them with a stack of Olivier notes handed over by his customer. The currency is so devalued and each purchase requires so many bills that instead of counting them, he weighs them. It's sad, Gonzalez says. At this point, I think the cheese is worth more. Yeah, it probably is. It's also one of the clear signs yet that hyperinflation could... Could? Could? What fucking asshole wrote this? What? Contact Fabiola Zerpa. Could? Could Fabiola? Is your name fabulous in Spanish? Fuck. To have these idiots, to have these people called journalists to be the ones that, that, that we put onto the pulse of society. These are the fingers that we put on the pulse of the world. Could be taking hold in a country that refuses to publish consumer price data on a regular basis. Cash weighing isn't seen everywhere, but it's increasing, Echoes echoing scenes from some of the past century's most chaotic hyperinflation episodes. Post-World War I, Germany, Yugoslavia in the 1990s, and Zimbabwe a decade ago. Hmm, what did they all have in common? They weren't very Ronald Reagan-y. When they start weighing cash, it's a sign of runaway inflation, Jesus Kasky said, financial director of capital market finance, a consulting firm. Oh, by God, thank you for Jesus. We wouldn't know that. But Venezuelans don't know just how bad it is because the government refuses to publish figures. Piles of gym bags, once one of the world's strongest currency. What? You lying sat... What's this guy's name? Fabioso or Fabuliso? Fabiola Zerpa. Fuck you, Fabiola. Fap off, Fabiola. Fabiola, we're calling it Fabiola from now on. One of the world's strongest currencies. This was not one of the world's strongest currencies ever, you dipshit. The Boliviar has been reduced to a nuisance. Basic purchases require hundreds of bills. Shoppers shove piles of them into gym bags before venturing into crime-plagued streets. And shopkeepers stash thousands in boxes and overflowing drawers. You know what? The crime plague. These guys aren't going to go after paper. Those guys are smart enough. The criminals are smart enough. They're going to go after, like, gold and goods. In the absence of official data, economists are left to guess what the inflation rate is. Estimates for this year range from 200% to 1,500%. For a quick take explainer on Venezuela's economy, click here. All. Until now, as the Boliviar sank, the government decided to print bigger denomination bills. The hundred Boliviar note, the nation's largest, is worth less than a dime. A few weeks ago, however, the government quietly asked five currency companies to submit bids for bigger bills 500, 1, 000, five hundred, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, and perhaps a twenty thousand dollar Boliviar note, according to someone with direct knowledge of the order. The request for is for the bills to be ready in time for Christmas bonuses. Honest to God. Normally, such an order takes four to six months, and so far, no tender has been awarded. Aren't they out of paper, too? I could have swore like a year ago they were out of paper, that they haven't had to have them printed in the United States and flown over. To minimize time and cost, the government is considering swapping only the color, not the design of existing bills and adding zeros, the person said. The central bank said it had no... (laughs) Steve Hanke, an economist at John Hopkins University, said re-denominating banknotes is raising the white flag. No one wants to do it, but eventually their hand gets forced. For now, many Venezuelans live a kind of paradox. They are washing cash but rarely can afford to buy anything. I, it's not a paradox. It's just, I don't, I don't know how many. I'm, I'm too tired. You know what? I'm too tired to break it down. My audience understands this. Me and my audience don't care to help any of you fuckers that vote this shit in actually believe in this crap. And if you're too fucking stupid to not understand why this is a paradox, you're a wash of cash, but I can't afford anything. If you don't understand that it's stuff that matters and not the fucking pretty funny money that we print off, I can't help you. Uh, In truth, even getting hold of enough legal tender has become an ordeal. Before embarking on the shopping odysseys, weary customers face long waits at the bank where dwindling numbers of cash machines have strict limits. At what point do you people wake up and start trading in alternative currency? I mean, why don't you just go buy booze? Why don't you go buy precious metals? Why don't you just start cashing in your dollars? See, this, I'm sure there's some savvy Venezuelans out there. If you are a savvy Venezuelan and you have the internet, which I'd be surprised if you do, and you do listen. Are you guys like buying drugs? Not, I'm not talking illegal drugs, but like aspirin, pills, something divisible, cigarettes. What are you guys buying? Because I know there's some smart people of you out there. I know all of you didn't vote for fucking uh, Hugo Fuckface and Maduro Fuckface II, all right? I know some of you guys are out there who are savvy. What are you guys acquiring? Data from the central bank shows that despite the increased need for bank machines, their numbers have been declining. And whereas only two years ago, a typical ATM was restocked every few days, now it occurs every few hours. I'm sure that's real efficient for the economy. In addition, many small towns have no machines at all, and some 40% of the population have no bank accounts, according to CACIQ. Um A permanent bottleneck. Many, like Jose Marcano, a 26-year-old office manager, finds themselves caught in a permanent bottleneck. Marcano spends hours each week depositing his employer's cash, which he carries in black past plastic bags on his motorbike. When he can't make it to the ATM, he files through shop signs and traffic lights, afraid of getting robbed. Carrying this amount of cash is incredibly dangerous. We'll give it five minutes. It'll be worthless, he said, while feeding stacks of Bolivians into an ATM. You put your life at risk. While there are credit and debit cards in Venezuela, government data show that more than a third of the labor force is informal, meaning they mostly work for cash. That includes taxi drivers, street hawkers, and a slew of service jobs. In addition, state pensions to the elderly are generally paid in cash. Authorities have recently taken a small step to ease the cash crunch, allowing consumers to use bank cards to withdraw legal tender from convenience stores and pharmacies. family like pa- Pablo Escobar may say they will only saddle Venezuelans with even more bills until authorities print higher denominations. Meanwhile, people like Bremer Rodriguez, 25, who runs a bakery in Caracas' outskirts, is at a loss over what to do with their bag of bills. Every day, his business takes in hundreds of thousands of boliviars, which he hides around his office until packaging them up in boxes to deposit at the bank. He says, if someone looked into him, he might be mistaken for a drug dealer. <laughs> I feel like Pablo Escobar. He said, it's amount of cash every day, more and more. Yeah, but back in the olden days, Pablo Escobar dealt with dollars and uh, the currencies he had. Was guys, I don't look. Are you Venezuelans really that stupid? You don't know to start converting into like tradable physical goods? Oh, wait, that's right. I'm talking to the country that elected a goddamn communist. I Okay. For the 10% of you that are smart enough in Venezuela, could you translate into Spanish to the rest of the fucking retards? Uh, I'm sorry, to the retards. You're not the retards. To the retards in your in your population. Uh, why they should... You know what? No, don't. Don't. Because then they'd all be doing... Why, why would I want to cut into your business? For the smart Venezuelans who are listening to this podcast, go start buying pharmaceutical drugs small divisible things that everybody wants just that's what I'd start stockpiling that shit that's what I would be doing I'd start stockpiling it and then I'd start trading in that shit that's what I would do if one of you's really savvy you'd even set up an exchange and start taking in data and figuring out what prices are and kind of inferring an exchange rate between pills and say a bottle of booze but that's what I would be doing I'd be buying those little flight shots of booze and I'd also be getting the uh the large, you know, liter bottles of whiskey or uh, scotch, if you can find it. Okay, that's it. That's all for the Clary Podcast. Hopefully, the audio is much better on this one. Um, yeah, and then uh, hopefully Trump wins, but I doubt it. And then, uh, oh, wait, hang on. No, nah, I got a fan mail. It's a short one. Let's get this done and over with. Clean up my desk here. Oh, do I got two? I got two. Hang on. Um... Buh, 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 buh. Cappy, I'm a 17-year-old, now 18-year-old that had you do the Air Force or Marines video. I would just like to thank you for your advice on it. I decided to go Air Force. I got an air traffic controller contract, and I leave in August of 2017. Dude, you are fucking set for the rest of your life. You get out of the military, you go become an air traffic controller. You are set. I like. What did I say? What did I tell you about asshole consulting? What the fuck did I tell you about asshole consulting? This kid probably dropped twenty five bucks, and now he's going to be making six figures coming out of the military. I not joking, guys. Not joking. Every once in a while, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be proud because I fucking kick ass in this regard. I believe you need to charge people more for your golden ass kickings. I don't believe I could have had this opportunity without the knowledge. Of the dickhead captain. Thanks again. Ah, fucking Kobe. That's great. Thanks, kid. You know what? I'm going to save that one. That's a good one. We're not going to throw that. We're going to put that in the... This goes in the memoir box. All right, there we go. It goes in the memoir box. All right, then we got another one. This is a fan mail. This this is hilarious. This is precious. I had to read this for you guys. Uh, Dear sir, is there any chance to help some money... With some money to help poor students like me buy a laptop... Thank you very much. Ramesh. Yeah, fuck you, Ramesh. Fuck you. Do, you. do you really? See, I said that once on the podcast that if I knew uh, some kid that went through as much hell as I did in college and actually supported himself and majored in a wise thing, I won't, I'd i have no problem setting up a scholarship. And now all the fucking parasites come on, Hey, I'm a poor college. No, you're not a poor college student. You're a fucking see, you, you You kids are not poor. Unless you prove to me you're paying your own way and you're taking out as minimal debts as possible and you're actually starving, then all that. But if you're just like, uh, I'm from that McKinney high school. No offense, kid. I'm not, and we had everything paid for and we had a $68 million football stadium. And I oh man, I, I, I don't want to work. I don't want to work or anything. I'm a millennial. Can you give me a free laptop? I'm just a poor college student. No, you're not poor. I bet you most of these college students today were richer as college students than i was in my entire 30s i bet you they were i bet you with all the government money and mommy and daddy and their bailing out which made all that go- those government loans income i bet you they all lived a lot better life than i did my entire 30s i have absolutely no sympathy for any of you any of you unless again you like have have gone through this murderous hell that i did but all right that's it um check your nuts, guys. Go ahead, fidget with your nuts. Make sure you do not have the testicular cancer. If you're forty or older, get your ass checked and probe for the other cancer that they do that for, whatever the fuck it's for. Uh ladies, get your boobs checked. Make sure you don't have none of that breast cancer. And for the love of God, don't fucking make any of us wear no pink. Alright? To quote <laughs> he wouldn't say this, somebody might he would say that to quote Matt Boulde, give her a punch right in, kick her right in the vag or give her a punch in the tits. Don't you ever make it, oh, can you wear yellow, red, or pink to make it feel, they show you, to not punch it right in your tits. No. Men, help out your girlfriend by filling up her tits. Ladies, help out your men by filling out his balls. And that's it. So go ahead, share the podcast, subscribe, comment, link, all that other stuff. Go to iTunes. Vote it up. Why do I have to do it? Because it just helps out. It's the quickest way to go and make me viral and then then I make millions and then I'm done. Then I don't have to worry. I can go to Singapore or some fucking place. All right, we'll talk to you kids later. Toodles.